Hello, and welcome to the Profiting from Data podcast. Today's episode features an interview with Matthew Glickman, VP Data Marketplace Consumer Product Strategy at Snowflake. Matt came to Snowflake after Goldman Sachs and has been with the company for over five years. At Snowflake, Matt helps to shape a world-class product to empower enterprises to embrace the data cloud. In addition, he helps them to connect to each other over the cross-cloud data marketplace. On this episode, Matt talks about how different verticals are adopting and using alternative data, including corporate, hedge funds, private equity, and VCs. He also discusses the issues of exhaust data, symbology of mapping for the industry, use cases, and much more. Please enjoy this dialogue between Matt and your host, Emmett Kilduff. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you, Emmett. Good to be here. So, Matt, please tell us how you ended up at Snowflake. How did you get into the data analytics space? It's actually a pretty uh, funny story, and fate clearly played a hand. Um, you know, I, I've, I worked running analytics platforms uh, at Goldman Sachs for in many years, Twenty just missed a 25-year uh, victory dinner at Goldman. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I experienced and my team's experienced at Goldman during the previous crisis, I can't say the crisis anymore, the previous crisis, uh, the 2008 crisis was this need to consolidate data. Um, you know, this, this many businesses across the industry went from micro to macro and you needed to understand, you know, collateral margin, you know, in day-to-day kind of trading that you didn't have to before. Um, so that consolidation of data was a problem that, you know, we hadn't faced. Um, and overnight, we basically had to assemble places to store that data. And, you know, while, you know, everyone was starting to talk about early days of big data and, and um, the problems that we were seeing was where can you consolidate data into a single place so that you can solve many problems on the same data because it's going to draw all these users and all these problems to the same consolidated place. And it was you know, something that we struggled with. Um, we, you know, we were able to get something going that helped us navigate the crisis, but you know, it was it was non-trivial. And I think this was something that you know companies, big and small, were were trying to solve, and that was brought onto a new to new level through the crisis. As luck would have it, um, as we were trying to solve this problem, um, one of my colleagues knew. Um, the, the founders of, of Snowflake, and they came, this was in 2014, um, came to Goldman to basically pitch the idea of like, you know, the answer is clearly this new cloud data warehouse built in the cloud, you know, built natively for the cloud. Um, and, you know, we didn't, it's one of those things like the iPhone, like we didn't even know to even ask for something like that until it became obvious. And they came and Benoit um, came along with the sales team of Snowflake, came and pitched to me in a room full of Goldman skeptics. And um, the answer was obvious. And it was like, well, clearly, if you could just scale things up and down and bring, you know, compute and separate it from storage and it all just worked. Um, this is, of course, was the answer to the problem. Now, of course, this was 2014. Um you know, Goldman was not going to go into the cloud in 2014. They've since made a huge pivot um, to that, uh, to do that. But I realized, like, given what I had known, you know, if I ever was going to leave and I'd seen the problems of analytics at scale, you know, I just, and this was something that I could, 
you know, A, I knew a lot about it. B, I can help with, uh, help make that, you know, to, to help Snowflake not only thinking about this technical problem, but how this could be applied in financial services and, you know, more broadly in other regulated um, industries. You know, I figured if I, you know, if I look back, um, I would, you know, would regret it. Um, so, you know, actually um, reached out and um, the rest is history. Well, congrats on on taking the jump uh, to join such a successful firm. Um, and I took the jump from Morgan Stanley to, to do my own uh, uh, startup, uh, clearly much smaller than Snowflake. But it's uh, it does take a lot of um, uh, guts to to leave those um, you know perfectly great establishments <laughs> and so on. Um, um, yeah, yeah. And um, so, so again, it was it was one of those things. I think in, in I think, you know you know uh, at the time, I think there was. Didn't seem obvious. I think you know, like anything, once it's you know, once things kind of materialize, it looks you look back and it looks obvious. Um, but at the time, like I said, it, you know, it doesn't always. It didn't seem that way at the time. But you, you know, given certain opportunities and certain experiences you have, you know, those those rare opportunities when you know, given what you know, that you have a preview of what you know, what could come. Did I know what all the things that have to fall into place to make that possible? No, um, definitely not. Um, Especially not on a public forum like this. So, so since two thousand and fourteen, you have seen um, a hell of a lot of data, no doubt, and and with that, you have seen some really interesting use cases. If I was to put you on the spot and say, you know, over the six years, what's been the most interesting single use case you've seen? What 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 would you put forward? Well, let me start, you know, at a high level, and then we'll kind of zoom in. Um, you know, basically following on what we were talking about earlier. You know, this notion of consolidating all of your internal data assets, you know, what, what I tend to now call like first party data assets. Um, and then being able to blend that with second and third party assets um, that not only do you have access to today, but that you want to try out um, going forward, you know, is the killer use case um, that, that we're seeing, you know, Across the board, from you know, from hedge funds to bigger banks to um, to corporates, even um, so, I think that, you know, that that ability to blend these use cases, so that I can say that you know, if there's an interesting new data set that I want to try out, um, a new external data set and third party data set, having the ability to remove all that friction and saying, well, great, I already have you know a a pipeline that I can plug that into. Um, now a data vendor doesn't have to go through an entire IT process to get that data to me in these fairly regulated, fairly controlled, um, you know, sensitive environments. There's already a secure channel, right? And I think using that. So anyway, so that, that's from a high level. Um, and I think where that's particularly become, um, you know, uh, critically important uh, in this crisis is this new demand for data sources that, you know, you know, really didn't even have, maybe didn't even exist or have new relevance today navigating this crisis, you know, both from, you know, the ons onset of, you know, the, the COVID pandemic and then, then onward um, to the economic impact and how this is playing forward or, or, Basically, you know, is it become the 
you know the the use case that um, is so broad uh, across you know across all industries. Um, you know, but I think particularly um, you know in banking and in hedge funds, but even but even in corporates, like being able to understand how your company is going to think about reopening, how your company is going to be uh, able to you know recover in this economy. Um, so I think that's been this really you know interesting use case where the entire world is focused on these problems and be able to deliver solutions and leveraging that removal of friction um, has been has been game changing um, and having a platform to do that you know with that enables that to happen um, in a way that is has a you know where in our in in the case of Snowflake's business model actually supports um, that distribution and, and doesn't uh, compete with it. I think the key part of this, uh, an example, uh, one of our partners, Star Schema, who basically early on in, in in this in the COVID crisis realized that more and more people wanted to get access to this consolidated um, case data from Hopkins and the WHO and other sources. Um, and realizing that if they could consolidate that data, normalize it once, and distribute it um, on a platform where now everyone would just have that data accessible, you know, for them to analyze and join together with their own data, um, it really was the kind of light bulb that went off for us. But I think for the industry as a whole, like there was just because of the focus on on this on a, on a unified problem that everyone understood. And everyone was really, you know, really focused on um, you know, analyzing it and trying to navigate through it. it was very unique. I mean, I, I can't think of a time in history where everyone in the world has been so, you know, acutely aware to, you know, different kind of measures of uh, metrics that have real, obviously, you know, real personal impact. Um, but I think that was a real breakthrough um, for the industry um, that we saw it. Because it really op- opened people up to the idea of like, well, you know, what what could I do? What what data sets would I want to have access to that I don't have access to today? And you know, this is really was you know for in the alternative space, you know, huge um, opportunity to, to both get an understanding of, of what's going on, um, but also use that as a way to figure out you know what are the trends that are happening that affect you know my own business. Yep. Um, and then, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and then on the, you know, with that now, you know, with that now um, already out there, you know, now comes the economic impact side of it. And I think that's where new sources and new signals, um, you know, some of which I know, you know, you spoke about it at your conference, I think, at Eagle Office Conference. I think that's um, the next big interesting wave uh, of, again, now that everyone has sort of gotten into their heads that this, this can become an easier, you know, afternoon transition to try out and analyze new data sets that, you know, and, and blend it with their own. Now it's trying to figure out what is the next wave of data sets that are not easily available um, today in, in existing um, data feeds um, that, you know, you'd want to look at and, you know, mobile traffic is, you know, is a, is a particularly interesting one. So if we, um, 
stick with use cases for a few minutes and we think about the different big buckets of customer verticals, you know, corporates, government, private equity, hedge funds. Um, could you maybe give one uh, example for each of those buckets for the listeners? Yeah, no, I, I think if I can start with corporates, um, you know, I think that's that, that's an interesting one. And I, can, I mentioned, you know, the this this mobile um, you know, anonymized mobile traffic data um, is a very interesting signal. Um, and particularly in figuring out like, which businesses are reopening, how much are they reopening, where are they reopening, where people are moving around, um, and what is the kind of you know connective tissue between places they're going in the in, in the in the real world, um, and comparing you know you know and looking at that by brand by by vicinity um, by category. Um, I think is a is become a you know very interesting use case, and there's several vendors um, that have uh, you know such uh, sources. Um, you know, place IQ is is one of them, um, and I think it's you know again interesting in the sense it really gives you a way to see like for my business in my region or for my category, you know, am I tracking um, you know my tracking versus you know how, how am I tracking versus the, versus the category. Is the entire category under compression? You know, like a lot of the, you know, going from the from the, you know, off of the physical world and into the you know online uh, world and how how to measure that, I think has been a particularly interesting use case um, in the corporate space. You know, I think you know when I, when I look at um, in the in the um, I think in, in I'd say in the banking and and an um, asset management space, you know, looking for taking, you know, being able to enrich the existing data source you have um, and, you know, f- coming from, you know, existing data distribution partners like a fact set and S&P and, and having those data sets that you can now enrich and add to and get more signal on, um, but again, as an, in an additive way, instead of having to start, um, you know, from scratch, I think is a really interesting uh, use case. And I think that's where being able to try before you buy, um, I think is a is again, I think the next big breakthrough is you know the more you can reduce that friction and basically be able to try that, blend it, see if there's signal, um, and then iterate um, and taking that. Uh, you know, down from months, you know, to days to, you know, to even hours to do that initial, uh, imp- you know, initial impression, I think is a, is, is, is a, a significant disruption uh, in the banking and asset management uh, space that, um, you know, these platforms really can enable uh, in ways uh, that they haven't before. And I think, and, and, and then on the flip side, I think seeing how, these entities can now realize that they themselves have signal, you know, on data um, that um, sort of is on the back of, you know, what their core, what their core business is, I think is the next big trend where, you know, everyone effectively becomes some kind of alternative data provider, right? The idea that you're just doing this as your you know, primary business I think that's going to be, you know, 
disrupted by saying like everyone has signal now, everyone has efficient distribution channels, um, you know, and 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 particularly to do so in a secure um, identity, you know, um, you know, identity you know hidden way where where no one's identity is. is we can really lock down, but still have signal at an arrogant level and anonymized level and do that in a way that actually works. And you can, as a you know, strong story to it, um, is, you know, is, is, is really significant. Um, and I think, you know, the, the last one, I think that's also kind of ties into this and coming back to, you know, in this industry, which is always about trying to keep its hands around, you know, security and and uh, doing things in, in a you know in a in a def- defensible way is having the regulators who can actually you know be able to monitor how things are being done how and 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 how you know what data is being used and um, to be able to make that you know available to the same kind of tools that are available to asset managers and banks. And corporates be available to also to regulators, um, so they themselves can have a, as clear a picture on you know what's what's going on in the industry, and so they so they can understand you know the, the entities that they're regulating is another you know huge uh, disruption in this space. Um, so sticking with data, I totally understand and agree with this whole concept of exhaust data. It's definitely getting momentum. Um, what about um, other uh, sources of data that are maybe less less yeah. obvious? What are your thoughts there, Mark? Yeah, no, I think the even what the idea of a financial data source, um, I think that is going to is already starting to slip away. Um, it's actually one of the things we've interestingly had a you know an ongoing discussion of like how do you categorize data sets like should there be a financial category um unclear right there's data and there's data that has different attributes for in different use cases different purposes of different use cases um, but i think this notion of data across the board that can have relevance so that now since the, these platforms are by definition you know multi-industry and multi-use case the ability to say I can blend data, I can blend weather data with you know some consumer spending data, with some um, you know with some like I mentioned like you know foot traffic data, um, you know and you know across and, and some you know media watching data and you know the ability to kind of cross the streams of all these industries together, um, I think that's. Um, where we're seeing, um, you know, interesting kind of developments where now it's like, okay, well, we have data um, and or we have a thesis that we want to find data on. Let's look across the spectrum and, you know, not down these kind of narrow paths of what were traditionally financial or finance related data sources and more broadly looking at like, what is the full spectrum? What is the, you know, the entire smorgasbord of all the data that I want to be able to pull in? Across industries and blending them together for different um, for dif- different thesis. I think now the only challenge is just having, you know, with all this data around, having thesis that are you know are going to be able to support 
you know, what signal can come out of this data, uh, which is interesting. And we, I'm sure we can talk about more in a bit of now it's sort of ideally you want to be able to have the data produce thesis as opposed to thesis that you have to now back up by data. Um, but again, I think it's this, this cross industry spread and seeing, you know, the ability to tie together, you know, what people are watching to what people are spending, you know, what ad spend is going on to, you know, other, you know, multiple factors on a consolidated place that can, you can find signal from um, is compelling. Uh, and I mean, that word blend or mosaic theory or mine and combine is all definitely a major trend, but it's, 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 it's easier said than done making data sets comparable, right? Um, some of our big asset management clients have 12 people on a mapping team um, full-time doing mapping. How do, how do you think about symbology or mapping or solving that problem for the industry? Yeah, no, I think it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's the next unsolved problem um, that's basically now bubbling to the top. Um, I think this will be an interesting space for some of the, um, the, the, the data platforms and the data vendors who have, you know, made a business out of this in their own realm, have an, an opportunity to really, um, go broader. I think, you know, the challenge is that there's symbology at, at a, you know, at a, at a ticker level and then the symbology at a, at a financial product level and, you know, and then tying that all together with, with, with you know, what entity came from. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be a, um, you know, a, a, I cannot say the next big thing, but I think this is going to be yet another big thing um, where if you can, you know, leverage, a, you know, now that you have this low friction platform, um, having a, this, this symbology as a service that you can blend together, you know, a, any, any two or more data sets um, in whatever dimension that is going to you know, make sense for the problem you're trying to solve. Um, but I'm with you. I, I think this is one of those things that on the surface today, it's actually become more of a pressing problem because now all the friction has been pulled away. It's like, great. I have all these data sources. They're all there. How the hell do I connect them all? Because like I said, the blending into mosaic is great. Um, but I, I have confidence that, you know, that now that, that these, you know, um, you know, the facts as the S and P's that, you know, can now focus on solving that problem and not have to focus on, you know, how am I going to move bits from here to here? Uh, I think could be a very disruptive, um, place for them to invest in and they can add a lot of value, uh, you know, for the, you know, for the broader alternative scene, um, or there'll be new ones who can basically just come in from the outside and think, but I think it's, it's a, it's a tough space to kind of start from ground zero. Um, given you really have to have the entire knowledge graph of how all entities tie together with, and it's a very, you know, as you know, it's a very complicated, you know, historically complicated space just because it's, it's all these interconnected graph of entities that change. And it's a fairly complex data model. Um, you know, the more depth you go to it, but solvable. And I think now if the friction gone, I think it becomes a very much more compelling problem to want to focus on. Um, and I think there's a, you know, a very large demand for such a service. Like I said, because every, every bank and fund and asset manager has teams who basically, you know, try to do, do, you know, you know leverage some, some sources uh, to do, to do, and then, but have to couple it together on their own, um, which seems crazy. 
Um, yeah, but yeah. at the same time, it was just each each one had its own environment. It was too hard to to generalize. Yeah, I like the term symbology as a service. I I, I would love to love to see it. Yeah. Someone, <laughs> someone's going to listen in here, and I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. And maybe it's the the, the, the Kencho team that S and P acquired. Maybe maybe they're the guys that have a have a, a good head start. Um, or the fact set team, as you say. Um, I, that brings us nicely as a segue into the the, the bigger um, uh, thought that you know data doesn't really sell itself. Uh, we've talked about lots of case studies and and the reasons why there's more adoption coming and, and the frictionless uh, state that we're entering. But um, uh, you kindly contributed to 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 our blog in July, uh, which was titled uh, "Data Doesn't Sell Itself." There are challenges. Um, what well, what do you what do you think are the main challenges, Matt? I think there's uh, two that come to mind. One we've talked about a lot, which is this IT infrastructure friction, right? Where, you know, I, it could be the, the, the greatest data, you know, um, since sliced bread. And um, I'm not sure that's the right analogy, but metaphor, but whatever. Um, but the greatest data that you, you know, there's so much signal in, but the amount of effort it's going to take to get through that and get, be able to, to actually touch it and try it, um, you know, even with, you know, the Eagle Alphas of the world, you know, telling and kind of focusing down on where you should, you know, focus your time on. It's an entire, you know, process. So that, that, that friction is a huge part of the data being sold because until I can touch it and try it and combine it, you know, it's going to go nowhere. Actually, I would say, you know, the second, you know, piece of this is, um, and I think you also you also touched on this at the Eagle Alpha conference was the the whole legal contracting involved to be able to you know trial and acquire uh, this data is you know is 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 a non trivial process right and I think particularly when the you know, asset manager has to be able to send up and explain how they came up with their signals they have to have these truly sort these sources be vetted. And be um, back, and I think that's uh, again, a you know a huge part of the process. And, and last is, is is transacting, right? Being able to transact on data in a way where it's you know the bar is low enough um, to allow those those trials and even the questions to be asked, right? To see like, well, I have a thesis, you know, I want to even see is that am I even onto something? Right, and I have to have, if if before I can even address that thesis, I now have a an, inf- an infrastructure process to go through, a legal process to go through, and then trying to figure out, you know, what is the price I'm going to come up with? You know, I, I don't, it, you know, it's crazy, right? I want to be able to ask the question and say, I'm like, wait a second, that's that, that's that's interesting, um, but let's start, you know, with the question first, do some analysis, and say, okay, okay there is something here. Now let's, you know, go through the process. And ideally, you know, if we can come to come to pass with standardized, standardized legal terms um, and a consumption based buying pattern where I can basically, you know, pay for the data I I use. And I think that, again, non-trivial there because, you know, how do you judge the value of data and all the interesting kind of nuances we don't have to go into here, but. You know, if you can basically say that all three of those things go away, right? Standard platform, standard legal terms, consumption-based buying model, 
and now you know the world's your oyster to kind of come up with questions and hypotheses and back them up um and and take it from there um you know again lots of things have to fall into place i think you know you know the good thing is i think a lot of the you know the first uh friction point going away will 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 put pressure on the other two um but i think it really comes down to also having this be a way to you know, focus people's efforts on like, well, what are the data sets I should be focusing on to that I want to get past all this friction for uh, is a big part of it. But I think th those are the kind of three things that you know, we need to get off the table so that, you know, there still is a challenge understanding what value is in the data. Um, but I think we need to get to that first. Um, then data has a chance to start to sell itself um, or at least get People are focusing on data problems and analysis of, of, of what you're trying to solve, not caught up in these three points of friction. So how many years do you think it'll take before we are at a place where uh, data sells itself, Matt? Well, I think the last piece that we didn't talk about before we kind of give a prediction is, you know, we, we kind of talked about it where you know, like that a person comes up with a theory and then looks for data to kind of back up that theory. Um, I, I think, you know, what needs to be in place for really this, for this acceleration to happen even further is for machines and algorithms to find data to back up theories or even have data, you know, produce theories. I think that's, um, and that may, may be a while off um, or not. I mean, I, I, that that's harder to say. My, my suspicion is that things are going to accelerate faster than we've ever seen them um, just because of the acceleration of cloud, the acceleration of machine learning, the acceleration of, of hardware that's going to power, uh, you know, all that at, at scale um, is happening at, you know, at this kind of accelerating rate. Um, I think it's going to be way sooner than you and I will predict um, just because of the fact of, these other fact these these other factors that are at play. Um, so I you know I I don't think it's going to happen you know in in months, but I don't think it's going to happen in in many years either. Um, I think it's there's factors at play here, and particularly th these events that we're seeing are, are in some ways a global unprecedented level where you know again knock on wood I hope we have you know less less critical kind of crisis to have to go through. But I think, you know, just, you know, I think problems at a scale of the, the, that the entire world knows about is likely to happen, you know, more than not. And that will be another kind of accelerating factor here. But technology is, you know, again, we're, we're in this, you know, kind of exponential point here. And I think the idea that, you know, data assets become, you know, a key output of everyone's business process um, and then the ability for tools to be able to gather those data sets together in, in a mosaic and symbology and the like. Um, each of these pieces are going to fall into place, further accelerating things. Um, it's going to happen sooner than we think. Um, I, I think it's, it's you know, we're just getting started. I think the, the idea of, of data being unlocked and having, I, this is the other thing that, you know, we're seeing, which is, Effectively, where if you the same way when the internet became this one interconnected space, right? It was no longer like you just had your own, you know, local network, and that was the resources you had, and it was like an event to pull something else into your network, right? Obviously, once the internet was connected, 
all these other things started to accelerate because now you could reach to anything, right? Um, and then you had encryption that added to that, and it was a further accelerator. This notion that all data is connected is secure yet connected, um, you know, globally is is you know is happening, and having you know the th- three well capitalized cloud giants that are driving this forward um, that platforms like Snowflake can leverage um, to deliver this unified, you know, data cloud uh, across, you know, across organizations and across the world is real, right? And and it's, and it's happening. Um, And each step that, you know, that adds the next piece of it, like we described, will further accelerate things. Um, But I, I think it's, and long answer to the question, but I think it's going to happen way sooner than we all think, because we're we're dealing with 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 exponential growth, not linear growth. Good. No, they're fascinating predictions given the seat you're in. Um, I have to finish okay. with um, I have to finish with a question about the Snowflake IPO. Uh, I used to do IPOs at Morgan Stanley and Credit Suisse, so they're, they're close to my heart. Um, one of the biggest software IPOs in history. Um, and what are, what are your thoughts? You know, it's been, a, I guess, a week since since it went public. What are your what are your thoughts? Um, what, what sort of journey has it been? Uh, where where can you get to? I mean, I, I would love to talk about it, but again, I think it's probably uh, you know too soon to talk about the journey. You know, well, let's 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 save that for an upcoming uh, you know for for a continued session, and I'll also have a more complete picture by then. Uh, but it's you know it's it's, it's uh, we're just we're just getting started on the journey so let's save it for then great math thank you so much for joining us today thank you Emmett. it's great to be here look forward to doing it again that's a wrap for this episode of profiting from data thank you for listening this podcast series is brought to you by eagle alpha the pioneer in alternative data to learn about eagle alpha solutions for data vendors and buyers please visit eaglealpha.com